This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And it's Thursday, so that means it's who's there time. It's it's who's there. Wow, what a great intro. Oh, it's not very catchy. It's who's there time. I feel like it could be like, we're asking who's there. And we're no, I don't like that either. Mm, we'll fucking write something better then. I don't know. <laughs> it was your week, Lindsay. It was your week. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. It's time to uh, open the mailbag or open the phone lines. It's time to take some calls. <laughs> it's time to open the phone. I like. It. It's time to take some calls. I think that's cute. Okay, let's take some calls. Oh, we could we? say we could say it's it's Thursday. You know what that means? It's time to ask who's there. Th- that's like what I was going for, but it just no. Came but you out didn't wrong. do it well. Okay. <laughs> I did it better. It's Thursday. So you know what that means. It's time to ask, who's there? You or Jayla? Yeah. 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 They want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Hey. I want to be famous. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay. It's David from New York. Um, this goal is legitimately just for you two. Um, but you're welcome to play it. But don't. Like, I want you guys to hear this. So... Many responses to your who's there this week. who's there this week. The first one is Mark Bellis, because he was the topic. I have never seen Dancing with the Stars. I literally know nothing about it. But the only thing I do know about Mark Bellis, the recently married Mark Bellis, is that he was <coughs> roommates with Derek Hoff forever. And that was always like a big thing in the tabloids, and I can't believe you guys didn't mention it, or Bobby, because he was doing the description, is that there was always this like conversation about how good of friends they were because they were roommates when nobody knew if either of them was straight or gay. Um, I, I, that was the implication, sorry. Then the other thought I had was was about Laura Pibon and Ben Foster going into Scientology because I have seen them literally all over New York City. I see them everywhere I go. I don't know why. They're always together. And then... The last thing that I was going to say was about Scientology. The reason why so many Scientologists are actors is because, and this I learned super famous, I'm a total dumb, but I learned this when I was in theater school was a ton of acting studios in LA are like run by the Church of Scientology. And that is how that they get new members who are actors. So people go to like acting classes and they're like, oh my God, I'm learning about, you know, how to act on film. But then class three is like, you know what, you should get your meter checked or whatever the fuck they say. But that is how there's so many actors in L.A. who are Scientologists. It's like a huge scheme, and you have to make sure when you're signing up for an acting school, like an acting class in L.A., that it is not Scientology-based. All right. Namaste. Hope you're having a great night. Good form. Bella Thorne. Bye. Namaste. Namaste. Also, first caller, thank you so much for calling right after running a half marathon because <laughs> you, you are... Will he make it to the next call? You are so out of breath. It sounds like your heart is about to explode, but I appreciate the dedication. Maybe he was like walking to the train and just got really excited. What I loved about that call though, and we, we get a lot of calls like this and I just, I love them so much where they're, where people say, you don't even have to play this. I just need to talk <laughs> just directly to-, to you. We do listen to all the calls. So when you call and you're like, I need to tell you guys something we're listening don't even worry even if you don't hear back from us or whatever we heard your call i think that's something you should you should all know just it's a nice reminder 
to, to, to bring up right now. We hear all your calls. We get the goss and you do not need to spread the goss through this podcast. It has enough listeners where you might get in trouble. You can just give the goss to us. I did not pay attention to these rumors in 2014. I don't even think I knew they existed. Um, I didn't care about Derek Huff back then. I still barely care about him in 2017. But I was Googling it and back at the height of these rumors in 2014, when they lived together, the stories about them are really funny. So they call them roomies. I feel like you don't call someone roomies unless you're suggesting something else. Like roomies, uh, best buds, you know, that type of shit. Um, well, it's just a very, I mean, the cliche is like r- roommates, like quote unquote roommates. And that's yeah. like a very old thing. But I also kind of am not surprised they're roommates because they both worked on the same show. So it's like, of course, when they when they were young and didn't have a ton of money, they met each other through the show maybe and they were roommates. Why not? You know? Um. Yeah. But in one of these stories, Celebas, they call it a panty dropping palace that they bought together, which is really Oh, okay. Funny. Well, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> that's that's funny. Anyway, I think the the the, the story about them being roommates is important um, in terms of context, uh, knowing more about why they their how how long running their friendship is, and to know that Derek Huff has been in the tabloids to a lesser extent for a long time. Whatever. But the best part of this call is the Scientology stuff. Scientology stuff is always the best part of every call. Um, I did not know that about acting schools. Lindsay, did you? I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm not surprised. And the way that the caller sort of reenacted how it happens seems, I mean, what do I know? But that seems exactly what would happen. Where, like, after they try to convince you that everything's normal, there's a normal acting school, three three classes, and they're like, <laughs> this is um, like me. This is me can- being like, Bobby, I got this great deal. I'm really into pottery now, so I'm taking a pottery class. The classes are like 50 bucks for five classes. It's crazy. They're so cheap. I don't know why. Literally fifth class in. They're like, to achieve the perfect vase, you must join Scientology. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm I guess I'm in. I guess I'm a Scientologist. You but know? again, this always, it's like, oh, uh, excuse me, actor, can you hold on to this cute little aluminum rod for a second? We just need to figure something <laughs> this out. cute little aluminum rod. I, it also brings me back to what I always say about Scientology, which is what we were saying that um, Leah Remini denies, is that Scientology is good for actors. Scientology is good for you. It helps your career. Look at this. These acting schools are probably very good, right? Otherwise, would they even exist? Uh, Otherwise, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be obvious? Like you would go and you'd be like, oh, I mean, this acting school qu- sucks. My question is, and we will see this moving forward, what are the next generation of Scientologist actors? If they have a strong next generation of A-list Scientologist actors, then we will see. TBD. And we don't, there are not really that many to say, oh, like the next up and comers are all these freaking Scientologists. That is not Uh the case. Ben Foster is the closest thing we have to like a maybe prestige act, like an A-list, A-list actor in the future type person if he chooses right roles, you know? Yeah. The closest thing we have to what? And he's like a new Scientologist. He's not even one of those like old guys, you know? Yeah, I... Like a Rabisi. Speaking of young Hollywood, we got another call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, It's Talon calling to give you an update on um, the who basketball player that is um, currently romantically linked to Bella Thorne and went to Cancun with him over the All-Star break. Um, His name is Chandler Parsons, and he plays for the Memphis Grizzlies after playing for the Mavericks in Dallas for a long time. Um, And he had knee surgery, like, over the summer or before that. I don't actually know, but um, so he's, like, not – healthy and not good at basketball right now. I know that because I watch a lot of Grizzlies games. 
Um, and basically, he's a weird monster, and I don't like him, and he and Bella are perfect for each other. Thanks. Bye. That's a really good call. I didn't know about this new boyfriend. I feel like she has a new boyfriend all the time. She does. Um, I mean, what I love is this... this um this tweet has pictures of her at his game. She has his number painted on her face. She's in her wig. She's wearing a full full suit fishnet situation happening, but she's wearing his jersey. It's just, she's, you know, what, what I love about Bella Thorne, what I respect about her is when she's in, she's in. She is. She's she gives in. She gives her 100% in, her 150% in everything that she does. Everything she does. And also, like, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's hard to keep up with her unless you watch her Snapchat stories or whatever. Because I was about it to say is, that, yeah. It is almost one thing to another with her. And not even in a slut-shamey way, in just a, she's a busy and popular person. <laughs> and guess. Snapchat stories, Instagram stories, they're really quick. Like, it's faster to update your Instagram story than it is to, like, send a tweet or convey a lot of information in a single tweet. I just, I feel for blogs that cover her because I just, I feel like every second they're the update. Right. But the update is like, what is she doing now? Where is she, where is she now? Is she now? Is she now? <laughs> um, speaking of Bella Thorne's Twitter, um, Bella Thorne had two excellent tweets in the past couple days. I, b- before we get to my favorite tweet, I'm going to start with the most recent one, which was, this came during, I thought it was really funny because I was watching, I was watching the Donald Trump speech to Congress. Um and cool. so, like, you know, I'm, like, tying the noose. Wow. Good for I'm, you. <laughs> um, I'm tying the noose, and then I look at Bella Thorne's Twitter, and in the middle of this nightmare, she writes, expect the best, but prepare for the worst. And I was like, wow, maybe she's also watching this speech. Damn. So, next up, heartbreak. <laughs> next up. This happened Jeez. on February 27th. This happened on February 27th, this tweet. This incredible tweet. Sold a book in 20 minutes. The universe is good to me. I love you, world. She sold a book in 20 minutes. What does that mean? Sold like a book on the street? She was probably at a publisher and she was like, want me to do another autumn, summer, whatever the, the hell her book series is? And they were like, sure. How is she like a successful author? It's crazy. I don't know, but it reminds me of, it reminds me of, what is the line from Legally Blonde? I think she woke up one morning and said, I'm going to go to law school or something like that. You think she just woke up one morning and said, I think I'll go to law school today. Everything is just coming very easily for Bella Thorne. I love it. She's going to Harvard. She was like, I want to write a book. Oh. <laughs> Wait, but are you going to talk about her next tweet, the one that leads into our next call? Because that is the real tweet that I love. Wait, which tweet? When she was like, RIP Bill Paxton. And you're oh, like, Wait, God. how do you know oh, Bill Paxton? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the next call is Bill Paxton. So Bella Thorne was... In the show Big Love with Bill Paxton, but only as a replacement for another girl who they kicked off the show for seeming like, quote, too mature for her age. So they kicked this young girl off the show because she looked too old. Then they brought in Bella Thorne when she was a baby. And Bella Thorne was on the show for a couple seasons. Bill Paxton was her TV dad. And when Bill Paxton died, she tweeted, no, hashtag Bill Paxton. Fuck. Broken heart emoji. I love you, man. Hey guys, I was really sad to see that Bill Paxton has passed away of Twister fame and what else has Bill Paxton been in? So my question is, who is this person? Because I got my email and said, guys, Bill Paxton died. And both my in-laws said, who? And then I showed them the email and they said, oh yeah, I recognize him. So is Bill Paxton a who or a them? Okay, thanks. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. This is, 
I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote Lindsay to use Lindsay's language. How dare you? How dare you? What is in your mind Bill Paxton's most iconic film role? And then I'll give you mine. I think. Oh my God. That's so, I mean, it's God. Come on. This is, this is hard. This is actually very hard. I will say, oh God. Oh God. This is hard. Is it Titanic or is it Twister? You're going to make the call here. And then I'm going to tell you if I agree or disagree. I'm going to say it's Titanic. It's Titanic. <laughs> I mean, he and James Cameron are like best friends. He was but I in... mean, just the, the he's the lead in. He's the beautiful blue eyed man who like opens the, the story for you. Mm-hmm. His hair, his. He finds the Titanic. Are you ready to go back to Titanic? The fact that you don't know who Bill Paxton is is unfortunate. I think the problem with Bill Paxton has always been that people mix him up with Bill Pullman, which mm-hmm. is which is rude, but very much the truth. Let's be real. Yeah. It happens. Two Bills, two iconic Bills. Two iconic, do, two iconic white 90s Bills. Who did a lot of roles that uh, they both were very funny. You know, I don't, they're not actually not even that much alike. That's the thing. They're not that much alike. And also, Bill Paxton has a certain like dopiness that is harder for him to hide where like Bill Pullman could maybe more easily do dramatic roles or romantic roles and I think Bill Paxton's always sort of like I'm just a cool guy I'm just I mean I'm just like a kind of a dopey normal dude right and Bill Pullman is most known for his Independence Day president speech so that is the most iconic thing that Bill Pullman did Bill Paxton is probably more iconic even though we say Titanic that's just our bias he's probably more iconic for Apollo 13 or Aliens Aliens yeah Twister. Twister is, yes, true. And he starred alongside Bella Thorne in Big Big Love. In Big Love. Anyways, we don't even need to talk about this anymore. He's He's a them. Get out of here. Them. But even like, if you are not familiar with him, you have so many movies ahead of you to watch and you're going to have the best time. So I highly recommend you start with Titanic, (laughs) Apollo 13, Aliens. Just go go off on his uh, history if you don't know. Twister, save Twister. Save Twister for last. <laughs> it's so Twister. good. It's so Twister. satisfying. Twister is so people people love to shit on Twister, and there's a lot. Of, I know there's a lot true. of there's a lot of crap uh, involved when it comes to Twister, but Twister is a very satisfying, tight little action movie. It's very exciting. Yeah, it's, it's silly, dumb. The romance is bad, but you know what? There are so many Twisters in that movie. You will not leave <laughs> underwhelmed by Twister. Those iconic balls that they send up into Twister, I'll never. I'll <gasps> oh, never the Pepsi ever... balls, Dorothy. <laughs> oh, the iconic. Okay. It was honestly Twister has some of the most, some of the like cleverest product placement. Pepsi is integral to the plot of Twister, and it's, it's not crazy. even annoying. It's crazy that Pepsi solved the Pepsi saw like saved everyone from from danger they save their lives <laughs> carrie elwes is also a very bad villain but like he's like Which a is science what villain. <laughs> he is best at if you are smart enough to get carrie elwes as your as your villain you have a good movie on your hands liar liar good movie saw good movie <laughs> i love that he's movie. i love that he's a science villain too he's like uh, i stole your technology and now i'm gonna use it and we were and we drive black suburbans no one is better at being a villain than carrie elwes 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 and Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz has the new girlfriend, the new fiance. Ugh. Jamie Gertz. She has the iconic line, cow. <laughs> what's your what's your iconic line from Twister? Cow. <laughs> one of the only one of the very few iconic single word lines. Cow. You say the word cow, what do you think? Twister. 
Then Who's that freaking CGI cow just flies on by, and you're like, this is the best thing that's ever happened in a movie. CGI will never be the same. CGI. Uh, CGI. I think I feel like a whole a whole generation of directors and filmmakers saw Twister, and they were like, wow, we can do anything. Look at that cow. <laughs> like James Cameron saw Twister, and he was like, I can do Avatar now. If they can make a cow, I can make the Avatar. Avatar. What are they called? Navi? The Navi? How do I know that? Oh, how dare you not know who Bill Baxton is? <laughs> I'm so mad. Cow. Guys, it's Claire again. I just found out on Instagram that Lonely Boy Dan from Gossip Girl married Domino Kirk, younger sister, or maybe older of Jemima and that other one. Okay, but sh- I was looking up who she is and she's a Celebrity doula with 20.7 thousand Instagram followers and an Eventbrite link. Anyway. Anyway, that's it. That's what. The, that's where it ends. Can I just say something? Here's a little background. I think I tweeted this so people who follow Twitter might know, but we did a segment on Lola Kirk because Lola Kirk was at either the Oscars, the Grammys, or the Golden Globes, I forget. And somebody called and said, who is Lola Kirk? Yeah. And we did like a whole segment on their whole it family. Was the, uh, it was the Emmys, I think. She was at the it Emmys. It was so fucking boring that we cut it. So it's just funny to me that another Kirk is back demanding, demanding that we have to talk about these Kirk sisters again, even though the last time was so boring that we didn't even let it stay in the show. Yeah, so, we cut it. We cut it. So who is Domino Kirk? Domino Kirk is Lola and Jemima's sister. I cannot believe that he, she's married to uh, Penn, Penn Badgley. Badgley. I didn't even know that they were dating. Wasn't he dating um, uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter, Zoe Kravitz? I don't know. I thought you knew all this. Well, okay. Just say yeah, because that's true. Yes. He he was dating Lenny Kravitz's daughter uh, for a long time, and he's in a band. He, it, it made sense. He was old. And now all of a sudden, he's marrying Doula Domino Kirk, uh, whose uh, Instagram bio is, are you ready? It's, she's right. I love it. It's mum musician, birth doula, birth educator, co-founder and co-director of Carriage House Birth NYLA. Why don't we just, what's the like over, what's the quick overview of the Kirk family? Where the hell did these people come from? They're artists. Their their father is, what's his name? He was a drummer for what band? Bad Company. Bad Company. Uh, and their mother, who and knows? Free. Their mother is Lorraine Kirk, uh, the owner of a vintage boutique in New York City. Oh, who cares? <laughs> okay, care. but the dad is the famous one. The dad is... Like, whenever people were complaining about girls' nepotism, how they all had famous fathers, her famous father was the drummer from Bad Company. Well, it's funny because you mentioned this, and the last time we did this segment, you made the joke that was like, all of them had actual nepotism, but then hers was just some guy in Bad Company. You were like, okay, relax (laughs) with this. Like, this is not really nepotism. Yeah, like, no one knows who she is. Bad Company has had, like, 35 different members. Like, come on. This is not, you know, a big step up. So she, point being, they're all very... um, Despite the fact that, like, her dad may not actually be famous or as famous as, you know, Brian Williams or uh, whatever, Lena Dunham's, mo- Lori Simons. Lori's, is that her name? Lori Simons? Lori Simmons. Lori Simmons? Lori Simmons is. Famous. They're, they're the children of artists, so they're all very, like, cool and sort of. And I hate to say, I hate to say cool and bohemian, but I think <laughs> bohemian might actually be the best way to describe that family. I know. Right? Well, didn't Jemima also um, just get divorced from her husband? Wasn't that another thing that just happened? They that just was another up? thing. Yeah. Lola, who knows? 
the reason we talked about Lola in the Emmys is because Lola stars in Mozart the Jungle, a show that I 100% do not watch. It. My mom <laughs> tells me is quite good. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Um, so Lola Kirk uh, is kind of in a big show because that show has won a lot of Emmys, well, and so that's why she was there. I don't know if it's, it has won a lot of Emmys. It's won Golden Globes. Oh, okay. It's very well, strange. It's very strange. Whatever. So uh, Domino Kirk, Dula, Mary Penn Badgley, her family is sort of has their fingers all over Hollywood. They're 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 they have a lot of famous the New friends. York version of Hollywood. Yeah, the New York version of Hollywood, not the Scientologist version of Hollywood. The artist adjacent version of Hollywood. <laughs> Jemima's on Girls. In case we didn't mention that, she's the most famous one, and uh, you know. Yeah, and that's it. Oh God, did we answer the question? Penn Badgley, what's he up to lately? Oh, Not much. Oh come on, he Ken, Penn Badgley. In case you didn't know, is uh, Dan from Gossip Girl. It's he was much Gossip it. Girl, right? Didn't he end he, up being Gossip Girl? Yes. Yeah, spoiler alert: He was Gossip Girl. The, <laughs> the the iconic GIF of him typing his like little computer on the street. Did you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking. Like about. laughing to himself, like typing yeah. a computer on a street. Um, he was Gossip Girl, <laughs> despite all of evidence otherwise. I mean, this really wasn't a mystery, like, buildup. I think they just needed somewhere to go. And now he's in a band, and he was on The Slap. Oh, my God. Remember when he was on The Slap? I never watched you... The Slap. Oh, wow. That sucks for you. Too bad. It was bad. Everyone said it was bad. You said it was bad. No, I said it was great. <laughs> he played Uma Thurman's young lover. He Ooh. had curly, gorgeous, floppy hair. And he was great. And The Slap is great. I, how dare you misquote me like that? <laughs> God. I watched every episode of The Slap. Good for Domino. They got married in the courthouse. All the Kirks were there. It was really funny to be like, oh, went to the courthouse. Like, it was it was as sudden for the Kirk family as it was for everyone else in America. Where it was like, what? I didn't even know they were dating. No, whatever. But they're married. Great. I didn't know they were dating. I bet yeah. maybe we'll cut this segment, too, because it was also boring. Next. <laughs> the Kirks are so boring. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. It's Lisa from Chicago. Um... I was on a plane, a Delta plane, not to Buzz Market last week, and I was reading their, like, Sky Mall thing, their little magazine, and they had the following headline on the front page, Mila Jovovich's favorite street. It was some street in Los Angeles. It started with an M or an L. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but isn't that, like, the hooiest thing? Like, who has a favorite street and needs to be featured in a Sky Mall? Who knows? Anyway, love you guys. Keep up the great work. Bye. Before we get into Mila Jovovich's favorite street, Lindsay, would you say she's a who or a them? She's a them. No, I was I was gonna say them too. I feel like Resident <laughs> Evil. I feel like Resident Evil like just barely takes her into them, and she's a model. Themmy name. Yeah, I, she's recognized. I think she has her. She's in many genres. Yeah. She and she's been doing this for a while. And also, I will say being. In a, a flight magazine is actually not that hooey. If you look at actual flight magazines, there's a lot of A-listers that are on the cover of those things. Do you ever notice that? Uh, actually, no, I've never noticed that. Like I was once on Amtrak and Tom Hanks was on the cover of Amtrak magazine. I, I think that they do. I, th I think that that press is pretty. They get big people. I will say asking Mila Jovovich what her favorite street is is very interesting and strange. But not that weird if it's a travel magazine. So I, But I think what it is, I think it's just a, a recurring feature in the magazine. Because I found, Lindsay, I'm going to name some things on the street. Because a, a little blind spot they've got in this, it's Sky Magazine, Delta Sky Magazine. Oh, I love so Sky Magazine. It looks like this favorite street segment is a recurring feature. So Mila Jovovich's favorite street. As far as I can tell, it doesn't actually name the street, but it names the things on the street that she loves. Okay, uh, like a Larchmont tree. Village Wine, Spirits and Cheese, 
Salt and Straw. Oh, it's Larchmont. <laughs> the street is Lar- The street is just Lar- Oh, it's just Larchmont? <laughs> it literally Bobby, doesn't the- say. Larchmont is like, there's a few places in LA where people go and just walk up and down the street because there's nowhere else to go and walk. And that's one of the places. <laughs> Oh, let's go. Let's go have coffee on Larchmont. Just walk, you know, and up and walk. down. God, LA people are like gonna hate me for for uh, dragging Larchmont. How dare I? Them, I will say she's a them for both um, Resident Evil, not both Resident Evil, Fifth Element. She was Lilu, iconic, oh, iconic, iconic. <laughs> Lilu Dallas multipass, <laughs> and <laughs> and the underseen and underrated Adrian Brody flick, Dummy. You okay. ever see Dummy? No, Bobby. <laughs> Lindsay, you no. would love her character. She's like in a, she's, Lindsay, listen to this. She's yeah. like this, like in this punk band that's like not doing well. And they're like a mess. And it's like the shitty, like local punk band. And then they realize that they can get, get more gigs if they, if they switch genres to klezmer music. And so they start booking <laughs> like weddings and bar mitzvahs and stuff because they become like really good klezmer band. What does this have to do with Adrian Brody and a dummy? And a oh, so Adrian Brody is like sort of uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, autistic, sort of like on the spectrum, socially awkward man who finds his voice, so to speak, whenever he learns ventriloquism. No, I'm good. I'm done. I'm good. And I'm out. And Jovovich is his friend, his Pass. childhood friend keep it <laughs> Lindsay. it's really good uh who's in it uh iliana douglas is in it what's her name from uh, uh uh arrested development the mom before arrested development just before arrested development what's her name i don't uh, know da, 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 the no, mom thanks. whatever uh-uh. i'm good um speaking of uh flight mat in flight magazines and the God, next call that we have that. can you click the link that i put should i read this read the first read the the, the headline first graph. no 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 read the first paragraph Beautiful Hollywood actresses seem to love to talk about their their awkward, unattractive teen years. But Allison Williams insists it's true for her, even as she stars in a beautiful cover shoot for United Airlines' <laughs> Rhapsody magazine. <laughs> oh my god, the 28-year-old girl star posed for the magazine's March issue, looking effortlessly beautiful in a printed jumpsuit and gold jewelry on the cover. Damn. United Airlines' Rhapsody magazine. Rhapsody magazine. This you know what's crazy is... about these magazines, though, is they probably have huge circulations because they're free and everyone flies. they're in everyone magazine. And they're like, and I love how they're always like, take it. It's fine. You can take it. We'll replace it. It's yours. <laughs> please, please take it. Use it as a napkin. This photo shoot looks like... Uh, crazy. This It's crazy. It's, it, it's, these are nice clothes, and I guess they're technically nice photos, but there's something about them. I think it might just be because Allison Williams is so, like basic beautiful you know what i mean there's something about them that looks like uh like a struggling models lookbook where like they're pretty but they're not really model material that's what this looks like is that rude let's play the call hi Lindsay and bobby this is kate calling um i had a question about something that you guys brought up a few weeks ago i forget what the context was but you basically said something about allison williams being um a who, but who so desperately wants to be a them and is always trying at that. I've been thinking about this for a few weeks um, and sort of questioning, is she a who or is she a them? And what are some examples we can point to of her uh, attempting to be a them? And I thought since uh, the premiere of the final season of Girls is this weekend, it would kind of be apropos to uh, to examine that. And then I thought, of the other three girls, Lena, 
uh, Zosha Mamet and Jemima Kirk and how they would be categorized because uh, I could sort of see it go either way. Um, anyway, I love you guys. You're the best. I love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Allison Williams is also arguably, we were just talking about girls before I realized that there are two like girls calls, but she is the biggest nepotism recipient of this squad. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. If we had to rank who is the most, like if you're blaming nepotism and we had to rank who has the most nepotism, she has the most nepotism. Um, I don't, one of my favorite stories, it's, uh, it's, I, I won't, I won't name names, but, um, one of our friends, one of, one of our friends grew up sort of down the street from Allison Williams, was not friends with her, but has said that in high school and middle school, like before Allison Williams was famous, but her dad is very famous. People would like, anytime they went to Allison Williams house, uh, they'd be like, we're going to, we're going to go to Allison's house and swim in the pool. And they were very proud of it. And so our friend remembers it being something people would brag about. Like, we're going to Allison's house. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, this, I mean, she, you know, she comes from pedigree. Brian yeah. Williams, right? I mean, that's her dad. That's her dad. Um, <laughs> but I sort of, I sort of see that happening in adulthood now. Like if someone were like, I'm going to Allison's house for dinner, I'd be like, okay, I'm not. You want a medal? I'm not impressed. Cool. I'm sure I'm sure dinner will be good and I'm sure she'll be very nice to you. Wow, that's so shady. Um oh, is that why shady? why you telling somebody I'm sure it'll be nice to you is very funny. Um why do we think that she is so thirsty? I what what about her? What what about her gives off that vibe because it's a very strong vibe. It's very strong. I think what it is is I think what it is is it's someone who beyond has, Marnie, beyond the Marnie character, which is It's it's someone who's grown up as a very nice, beautiful person her entire life with a lot of fame and money. Not necessarily her fame and money, but like within reach. And I feel like she might just wish that she had made it earlier. I feel like she just seems feels like entitled to more fame than she has. I mean, um, also, Peter Pan was quite the to-do. <laughs> Peter Pan was a to-do. Um, oh I, I don't know. God. I don't... I, I feel like... Uh, I feel like I always, she's kind of hard for me because I, for a long time, I thought I got her and I was wrong. Um, <laughs> Wait, tell me about that. What'd you think? What'd you get? She sort of came across to me as someone who would be like insufferable, where like yeah. you you go back into stories about their childhood and their high school lives and their college lives and you hear dirt, people saying like, oh, she was the worst. She was she was so mean. All she wanted was to be famous, blah, blah, blah. And I don't that's not really who she is I don't think she seems like someone who thought things would just sort of fall into place for her and in a way they they did did. they did but I think they still haven't fallen into the places like into the place that she thought they would fall into I feel like she maybe thought she'd be a movie star first I don't think she thought she would get girl the reason why we well and she got very very lucky with girls because she is perfectly suited for that character and she does a good job like taking the appropriate amount of risks with that character or is she's it's they're written for her, and she she's willing to do them. Even down to that character, Marnie is one of the only characters who has like actually evolved from season one to season six. I wonder, and the reason why this call is a little bit old, but the reason why um, we chose it was because Get, Get out. out, which is a movie that I I think she also kind of fell into um, and got very lucky with, is getting insane reviews. It's number one at the box office. Mm-hmm. People did not expect this. I mean, I kind of thought it was going to be big, but whatever. I'm smart, so <laughs> people did not expect it. And she I'm is smart. the she's the co lead, and so this could propel her into you know 
this is a big deal for her. And you're saying maybe she, she wants to be a movie star. Girls is ending. What's next for her? This is movie a big star. deal for her. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I'm walking on eggshells because I, not because I'm not because I, not because I want to be, sh- I feel like for a long time, I feel bad because I feel like for a long time I was privately shady to Allison Williams. Like in my mind, I was like, I don't like this person, but now it's sort of just evolved into, I think this person's fine. Okay, so I think she gives off major Anne Hathaway vibes, which cause people to react the yeah. way that they react to Anne That's Hathaway. That's exactly what it is. A kind of That's like, exactly what it is. A kind of know-it-all, do-it-all person. Oh, she sings and she acts and she's beautiful and, and don't forget, like it is, and, uh, and it is like it is the entitlement there too, like this like air of entitlement that right. is hard. It's hard to brush away. Yeah, it's hard, and, and it's I, again back to the nepotism thing where. If you, Zasha Mamet is uh, David Mamet's daughter, the, mm-hmm. the playwright, very famous, also nepotism, but mm-hmm. she doesn't give off that. She she gives off a I could take it or leave it. Where the thing is about nepotism and having rich parents and having being the daughter or son of like a successful people is that the best way to be is this vibe where you could leave it or take it. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm already whatever. This could be fun or not. She gives off the opposite where I deserve it. I think Jemima gives off that vibe even yes. even better than... Also, if you said Zosha Mamet's done with acting after girls, I'd say, okay. Okay, she's going to do something else. Okay, cool. Seems like she doesn't really care about it that much. <laughs> um, we have talked about Alison Williams for a long time. Next call. Hi, this is Katie calling from D.C. We're at brunch right now. We were just having a little conversation about the who's and them's of condiments. So, like, obviously ketchup, mustard, definite them's, syrup a them, but, like, grape coupon, them of the 90s, but current who? Also, aioli sauce. Get back to us. I love when people call in the middle of doing other things. Like, they're in public and they're like, I need to step out for a second and make a call to Who Weekly. First of all, Lindsay commented about this during the call. Grape upon is a mustard. It's a Dijon mustard. It's a them. Why are we even questioning this? It's not a and 90s. Honestly, um, uh, what's the other one she mentioned? The fancy mayo? That's mayo. Yeah, it's mayo. Uh, aioli. Well, aioli is mayo. Aioli's not technically mayo. Some people would say that aioli's differs from mayo because it doesn't have an egg in it. It's just oil and um, whatever <sighs> vinegar. This is going to be an argument. This is going to be this is a this is a deep hole to get stuck. But I will into. say aioli's famous. <laughs> people know what an so aioli is. So what's a who? What's a who condiment? I think the who condiments are like the. Uh, Dijonese, that weird Hellman's product that exists. That's like I think they're the weird not... fake. No, I think who condiments are just weird. Uh, I think all condiments are them's is what I'm saying. I think condiments are so ubiquitous and condiments I agree. are like. I, agree. I can't even think of a who condiment. I like mean, soy sauce shit. is a them. Soy Tahini sauce is a, is a them. them. Barbecue sauce is a them. Barbecue Whatever. sauce is a them. Honey mustard Jelly is a them. Is a them. <laughs> they're all them's. But as you know, Bobby and I's number one favorite condiment will always be mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Shout mayonnaise. out mayonnaise. Never forget the the mayonnaise uh, plots of Who Weekly back in the day where we talked about mayonnaise for 95% of the podcast. Oh, mayonnaise is so good. Uh, this is it. We're done. Okay. Here's the deal. This episode is over. I got one thing to say, though. Thank you for calling always. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. I don't say that every week, but we really should. It means a lot, and we read those all, too, because we're insane. And we obviously have too much time on our hands to read all your tweets, all your emails, listen to all your calls, and your stupid iTunes reviews. But don't forget to do them. 
The other thing I want to say is if you haven't bought tickets to our Austin Boughten? show, what just happened there? You said bought. <laughs> if you haven't bought, <laughs> don't cut that out. Leave that in. If you haven't purchased, how's that? <laughs> bought. Go. If you haven't purchased tickets to our South by Southwest show in Austin in like two weeks or some shit, when is it? A week and a half. A week. Oh my God. What are we going to do? <laughs> If you haven't purchased tickets and you are in the, what, 10-mile vicinity of Austin, even more. Bobby's from Texas. If you know Bobby from, like, any part of his life, maybe you went to high school with him or elementary school. No, don't. You got to get your ass on the Stay road. Home. Come to our show and fucking. You know my friend Shayna's coming? I've, I've told you about Shayna. I love Shayna. Shayna's fucking coming. Shayna, I love Bobby, you. I'm so glad you're gonna coming. we're going to be near your hometown. I hope your friends come. Yeah. I hope they um, show up. But even if you're just from Austin or you're in town for South by Southwest, you do not need a pass to come. It's going to be fun. Tickets are cheap. Just go to our Twitter. We should put the link in the Instagram bio so we can say link in bio. Link in bio. Instagram, link in bio. Link in bio. Uh, bye. Have a good weekend. See you there. Bye. You will drive Yeah. 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 They want to know. Hey. That was a headgum podcast.